0: What is up, everyone? Uh, We're back once again. Uh, This time we're talking about the lottery, a little bit different than usual, as the lottery technically is a conversation uh, geared towards next year and uh, the upcoming season. Uh, But uh, while the conference finals are still going on, but, you know, we still got to kind of talk about it as uh, it happened uh, a couple of days back on Tuesday. Uh, We got a couple, not too many surprises, like one team move up. But we have all year, I know you guys know Felice, I'm back as per usual, Felice is back. But we got a guest, not really a guest, he's, he knows about the pod, but he's back again today, it's been quite some time. Why don't you go ahead and reintroduce yourself.
1: What's up guys, Mikey here, it's good to be here.
0: Nice to have you back. Um, you know, I want to let Felice take the floor first, just because if any of you guys have been keeping track, you know how much he's been looking forward to this date, to the lottery.
2: So I'm going to let you take me. it away, Felice did not disappoint me. Uh, I had a sneaky feeling the Rockets were going to drop to five. It was like a 48% chance of that happening. It did not. Once we got into the top four, they went into commercial break. I was kind of nervous. And they said the Kings at four. And I was like, all right, no matter what happens the rest of the way out, like, the season has been successful. Like, we've, we've done what we needed to do.
0: A painful we season. Obviously,
2: we obviously ended up at pick three. So we'll see. We'll see which one of the top three guys we end up getting. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with what happened. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this year I can avoid uh, having to argue between whether we should take this prospect or another one, like I had to do with Jalen and Mobley last season. Hopefully, hopefully I don't have to do that.
0: I mean, the All NBA rookie team conversations must have been off for you. I uh, was a uh, lot yeah. of Jalen Green downplay with with those teams announced.
2: Oh uh, yeah, they wanted uh they wanted Josh Giddey in the first team for some odd reason. I didn't understand them, but. He played like 50, we were like 50 games, and then his efficiency was terrible.
0: Nah. Yeah, no, he barely played towards the end of the year. I know he was yeah, hurt, but also they him out. yeah. was like okay. So he was definitely thinking they weren't they weren't really trying to win at all. Um, but nonetheless, I feel good for you because you would have got pretty clowned bad if you guys got like pick five. I know you guys gonna drop below pick five, but still, I know how much you've been talking about top three prospects and I would have made life hell for you today if you got, like, four or five.
2: If we would have gotten five, yeah, I, I would have been pretty mad.
0: Another year of tanking, to say the least.
2: Yeah, it would have been another – like, honestly, <laughs> if we would have gotten five, I would have, like, traded down or something. Like, like I wouldn't I wouldn't even take the pick.
0: I remember that was kind of like the conversations a couple of years ago uh, with the Hornets Warriors and Timberwolves are all trying to trade down, but it turned out pretty well for two of those teams. So you never know, really, to be honest. It could always just turn out, even if you got a uh, undesirable picket could work out well. But nonetheless, let's get right into it. Um, the big winner, obviously, of the lottery was the team that got number one, Orlando, which I believe, if I recall correctly, they were the worst team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, they were. They
2: had the they had the second worst record in the NBA, uh, and they had the worst record in the So they moved up a spot.
0: Either way, they get the first pick. They get to pick between Paulo, Jabari, Chet, whoever they feel is the best uh, uh, fit. For th- I won't. Say- I don't like to say fit when your pick one is really talent based. No one's really looking for fit. Um, but nonetheless, like Orlando, I feel regardless of who they pick, they're kind of too talented. I feel like next year to be in this position again.
1: Yeah, um, as,
2: long as, yeah. as long as most of the guys stay healthy. Especially with Jonathan Isaac, hopefully he is back and healthy because he hasn't played since, like, what, like, the bubble. Do they yeah. trade him? I don't know. The, I like, how How do you trade him? You haven't seen him in two years. Like, True. What, team, what team is going to come here and be like, oh, I'll give you, like, a first-round pick for a player that hasn't played in two years? They don't know where he's at. Yeah.
1: I feel when like Jonathan Isaac bench, is still going to be pretty solid, though.
2: Yeah, I feel you like so? still, he, Yeah, he has a lot of defensive potential. Uh, I think he fits pretty in solid. well with that team, so... He'll probably like come off the bench because I think whoever they're gonna draft is gonna start right away.
1: Yeah, anything. They Mo Bamba's gone.
2: Yeah, Mo yeah. Bamba's definitely gone. And then
1: I doubt they uh, try to match Bobo's offer, so he's gone.
2: Yeah, they probably don't even bring him back.
0: I know uh, he's so, walking away in free agency. Even though Mo that, Bamba, I think he makes like 12, 13, 14 million. I don't think he's gonna make too much money.
2: Yeah, um, but I just, I just don't think they match it, especially with having the number one pick. And they got Wendell like,
0: Carter. Do they really yeah. need another Mobamba? Especially if they drive Chet, for example. Like, they're literally nowhere for Mobamba. He didn't even get Chet, that much minutes this need year.
2: him. If they draft right. Paulo, they're definitely not going to need Mobamba. They draft yeah. Jabari Smith. They're, like, all of those guys are either playing the four or the five.
0: Right. Um, so, I'm going to ask you two a, a simple question. Who, who do you, I'm only going to lose to the top three because they're kind of the consensus. They can go in any order. Yeah. Who do you guys think Orlando's taking out of those
2: out of those top three? Well, from what I've been told, the consensus top two for the draft, according to Woj, is Chet Holmgren and Jabari Smith. I've heard that there's some conversation they could take Paulo, but I, I think they end up taking Chet. I mean, I think they should. I think he's the best player. I think he has the highest potential of anybody in the draft. I don't think he's currently the best player in the draft, though. Uh, but... I think he fits in well with that team. Uh you slide him in at center. You have Wendell Carter Jr. at power forward. You have Wagner at the three. You have uh Fultz at point guard. Or you have Anthony and then you have Jalen Suggs as well. That's a that's a very good young lineup. So they should they, they probably should take Chad in my opinion. I think he's the best fit and player for them. That's
1: all point. right. Yeah. I think How the about only you? way that they don't take Chet is if they just don't believe in Jonathan Isaac anymore because they're pretty stacked up in every position but the four position. Um, they have Isaac, then they have Chuma coming off the bench, and Mo Wagner. Oh, yeah, that's another guy. But if you no longer believe in Jonathan Isaac and think that after he comes back, he's not going to be the same player he was before or develop into his true potential... Then you gotta go with Jabari Smith. Yeah. All right.
2: I feel I like mean, Jabari Smith has a has like a redundant he has like some redundant strengths compared to uh, Wagner. But that's not yeah. necessarily a bad thing.
0: Yeah. Especially if they're two good players. I mean Yeah. It could work out. I mean, we need Isaac off of Fox News and on the court again. Yeah. Um OKC. I mean, Felice, this is probably your least favorite team, probably, based off the way you talk about Sam Presti. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't like Sam
2: Presti. I'm, I'm not, not going <laughs> to lie. It's, it's very nasty stuff. If that team isn't, like, actually good next year, then we need to, like, have a serious conversation.
0: I mean, they have the talent. I'm not going to deny it. He does a pretty Vic, good job drafting.
2: They do, They. do. I'm going to give Sam Presti credit. He does a, a good job of drafting. But, like, at some point, this has to turn into something.
0: I don't know. I feel yeah. like they're going to take one more year just because the victor is available next year. I, that's how I personally feel. Um, we may see some more tanking going out with OKC, but they got picked too. Uh, yeah. this is what they wanted. Obviously, we saw they were getting random guys from Europe at the end of last season. Even though I, I don't know why I'm even calling it last season. This season at the end, y'all remember them random Europeans they were signing. Um, and they surprisingly ended up winning games anyway. But uh, they got picked too. Obviously, they're gonna go based off whoever uh, Orlando takes. But the thing about OKC, even though we're, we're kind of going to jump here, they have two lottery picks. They don't just got two. They also got pick 12 because courtesy of the Paul George trade.
2: Yeah. Do you think
0: that pick 12 impacts what they do here at two or is just going to go whatever they had intended regardless?
2: Um, I mean, that's a good question because when you look at the draft, it's mostly when you look at the front court, especially the centers, it's like it's probably the strength of the draft. And there looks like there might be some good guys down the board. So I feel like, assuming, like, the Magic take Chet first, I think they probably go with Jabari Smith second, in my opinion. I feel like uh, he would probably be the best fit for OKC, given the fact that team does not have any type of shooting, like, at all. Like, Giddy shoots, like, 26% from three. I think Dort is, like, league average or, like, slightly under that.
0: Even shy wasn't that good, was he? Uh, even from three, even right? shy
2: wasn't that good from three, so I feel like he would probably be the best fit with them, and also defensively. I that people people don't talk about how good uh, Jabari Smith is uh, defensively. Sometimes, uh, I know he's not he's not that good of a shot blocker, but just his health defense in general should be insane for them. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm I'm hoping that with, with the play in now, essentially. A lot of these teams, because for the simple fact, let's be honest here. The top four of the top five picks have literally been, I think they like OKC, Houston, Orlando and Detroit have been in this position last year as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So most of them have uh, have had the opportunity to build with some top talent from the last two drafts. So I think both of these teams should be kind of building Ten towards upgrades. making the play. And yeah. yeah, they should be really in the play in kind of positioning. I'm not saying they're going to be 10 and nine, but. They should be like, you know, at like oh, four or five age. games away, right? I'm not talking about like 15 games off. I'm four or five games, make the play and chase a little bit more interesting for those other teams that'll be in it. Um, because they're they're gonna be adding top ton back-to-back years, especially the OKC. I mean, if they don't sit out here and tank and they can be healthy, I don't see why if they add Jabari chat along with Shy, Giddy, Dort. A lot of talent on all that the team. talent,
2: and then and then you're like, there's like guys off the bench, like Trey Mann. They also have right. like Pokushevsky. They have like 12, drafts very well. Like almost everyone on their roster is like extremely talented. It's just I don't, they just like don't commit to like trying to win games, which is weird. Yeah, I guess this is what happens when you have to try to develop like five to six new players like every season.
0: Right, but I mean, it's like next year they should be relatively good. Um, yeah, and, should. uh Or else yeah, we have to
1: investigate. everybody is healthy.
0: And then Sam yeah. Presti's future isn't in doubt anymore, but there was the talks that maybe Timberwolves will try and steal Sam Presti, but as uh, people said, he's not leaving there because of the – He pretty much he has a plan in place in OKC, obviously. Yeah. With yeah. all the first-round picks, he's been hoarding it. That's what you like to say, Felicia. Pick order?
2: Yeah. I mean, eventually he has to, like – Yes, has to trade some of those because, like I said, you can't really, like, develop, like, three to four new guys, like, every season. It's not something that you can do feasibly. Like, this isn't my league. Like, you got to, like, eventually move some of those picks, which I feel like they will do when the time is right.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they're unless they're, like, really tragic next season for some reason, I foresee them trying to maybe at the deadline trying to move some of those, and if they're in playoff positioning, trying to make that push there. I mean, they got, oh, let's be honest, they got first 17 round
2: picks first yeah. round picks in the next five years.
0: Can't even sign all 17 guys.
2: Yeah. Like you, you literally can't sign all seven. Like you have to move like half of those, probably even more. Like I'm being generous, but
0: yeah, which is good for them. Cause like when a trade becomes a, a star becomes available, they could literally give like four first round picks
2: and four swaps. They could, they they could literally give like five picks. No problem.
0: Yeah, with ease. So that's one positive. And then they're not – they really aren't violating the rule either because they got, like, two picks every every year. So they could trade back to back to back to back.
2: Yeah, uh, most of the no picks issues. aren't even theirs.
0: Yeah, so they got no concerns um, going on there. Um, but on to the next squad. Felice, you want to take this one away as well?
2: Uh Yeah. Uh, Obviously, the Rockets should just take whoever is available from the top three, whether that's Paulo, whether that's Jabari. If by some miracle it's Chet, I I will celebrate, but it probably won't be.
0: <laughs> Why are you um, celebrating? Does that have to do with number thirty-five buying Chet?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, Christian was probably going to get traded regardless of who we pick. But who? Uh, I think at this spot, if it could, if it came down to either Jabari or Paulo, I'd probably I'd probably lean towards Paulo because I think he's a better player right now, even though the fit isn't necessarily uh. Him and Sangoon, like the, I don't, I don't even think you could like scheme a defense with those two guys, and that would be like league average or even good. Like, I think that's like impossible. But we're not really too worried about that. We're in the second year of a rebuild, so you just take best player available. You have you add a guy who could potentially be a an elite three level scorer. He's a good playmaker off a live dribble. So then you add that with uh, Porter. You add that with Jalen Sangoon. And we'll see who's our small forward next season. Cause I, I don't even know who that's gonna be. Right now it would be Garrison Matthews, which that would be an issue. But I think we address that later in the draft for free agency. So yeah, when you add when you add uh, Paulo to our young core, it's something it's something very, very exciting. Even if the defense isn't gonna be good.
1: All right. Yeah. Um I'm in looking at yeah, – yeah. Go ahead, my bad. Uh in the Let's say a miracle does happen. Somehow you guys do get Chet. Uh, who would you want Christian Wood to get traded for,
2: The least? Uh, if for anything some reason at this
0: point anything, If I for think. some
2: reason we landed Chet, like I don't really know what teams would trade for Christian Wood because I feel like there are some bigs that are, that might become available that are like probably like better. Like maybe Miles Cerner becomes available, but I doubt that. Aiden, Jacob Pirtle, available. Yeah, Aiden might become available. Uh, Jacob Purdo seems like he might be available with the year left on his contract, and the Spurs having a pick in the top ten. I don't know. I think maybe maybe the Hornets might do it if they actually if if because I don't know if y'all been keeping up with the rumors that they might get Mike D'Antoni as their head coach. So I don't know if I don't know if uh, he would be intrigued with a uh, Lamelo uh, Christian Wood pick and roll duel, which it would be fun, but I don't know how you I don't know how you scheme a defense for that.
0: No defending over there. Yeah, there's gonna office. be like
2: no defending. This just gonna be pure offense. But I think maybe the Hornets will be interested in that. Yeah, I would. I would do something like uh, pick seventeen and Christian Wood for PJ Washington and like pick thirteen. I would. I would try to see how how would they view that or pick fifteen. Let's
0: see that? Yeah. Houston. As long as they don't, you know, try to get too funky or funny with it and pick somebody outside
2: the top three in the top three. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I challenge um, I challenge them to try to pick a guard in the top three.
0: Like, let, let, they have KPJ, who's getting better, Jalen Green, uh, Sangoon. You still got Eric Gordon, who hasn't been traded, who probably – if he's not traded, he's still a very good help piece for yeah. the young players. We next that year, Josh they should be – they should be 10th. They should be 10th. They're fighting for 10th next year pretty yeah. easily. I don't see why. As they long
2: as – as long as we try to improve the defense, which it seems like is a very uh, big emphasis with the – what I'm seeing right now, they're trying to they're trying to bring back uh Jeff Bizdelic, who was our like assistant coach when we had Mike D'Antoni. He was he was basically like our defensive coordinator back in the day, like four years ago. It seems like they're trying to bring him back, even though that guy's retired. He's probably enjoying his life. I don't know why, but yeah, it seems like the the organization has put a big emphasis on defense. So as long as as long as that that's true, I think we should improve. Like, we should be pushing, like, 30-ish wins. Assuming, like, some players develop and nobody gets injured. We'll see what happens. If you should get
0: at least 35-36. I think that'll get the 10th seed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the bad. most interesting team, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Out of all the teams in the as I always say, this team's yeah. the most interesting because of their trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Sacramento Kings got blessed with the fourth pick. They moved up. Um, Obviously, if... The Thought process going into this year was um, they should be in the they should be a playing team last season. I think that's what most people thought going into this season. They didn't end up doing that and they did a surprise deal trading Halliburton for Sabonis. Now, to be fair, a lot of people act like Sabonis is some veteran on the way out. He's very young too himself. He's
2: what like 26? Yeah.
0: yeah, so he could still grow his game. But now essentially, instead of saying how do you build around Fox and Halliburton, it's how does this team build around Fox and uh Sabonis? Hey. Um Wow. With this pick four, uh, they they you know kind of go you ahead. It's funny.
2: Uh, they they traded Halliburton because they obviously have uh Fox and then they drafted um Davion. Mm. But then if you look at how the board is gonna play out, like if they don't trade out of that pick, they might be in a position where they have to take yet another guard. Yeah, I don't think Do that they should... man.
0: I don't know. They're gonna take another guard. As you said, I think they may trade down if anything.
2: They got yeah. they got to trade down.
1: Definitely shouldn't because Jaden Ivy is the best one at four. Definitely trade
2: down. Yeah, that. Jaden Ivey is like clear best player available at pick four. Yeah. And even if they even if they don't want Ivy, like Shaden Sharp is probably the next best player in the draft, and he's also another guard. Even though he probably yeah. could play small forward. But...
1: Next four they can take is probably uh what's his name Keegan Murray. Yeah, Keegan it, Murray, that's... and
2: that would be a bit of a reach. Yeah. Like, if I'm if I'm <laughs> if I'm the Kings, I'm relentlessly trying to trade back.
1: They definitely yeah. don't even... I mean, just remembering, they have Dante too now. So,
2: yeah. It's
0: like, now, again, getting back to that conversation with OKC. OKC got a multi, a couple firsts they can kind of hand to him this year and future years. and They wanted to maybe slide him down all the way to 12. I don't know if Kings want to drop that far, but... the um, thing
2: is with the Kings that they... They supposedly, they want to trade this pick to add more of, like, veteran help.
0: I mean, that's pick four. Like, unless you're getting a star, who's what can. You you're, you're kind of getting robbed from your pick, uh, to be yeah, honest. Yeah,
2: yeah. Unless you're unless you're getting like a clear star player that like fits well with your team and that will improve you, then you're it's it's it will be a typical Kings move.
0: Unless you're winning, your, say Unless you're winning a your championship, don't trade a pick like that away. And yeah. you're not. Uh, there's no player right now available in the NBA that's going to take this King. Now, to be fair, unless the Lakers decide, okay, we'll give you LeBron for that pick, which is obviously unlikely ever going to happen.
2: Like I. I- I see no reality. Of, I've heard some talks of Siakam, and I'm that's like, yeah, still penny? like a reach too. Like, Siakam you can't, the pick Kings? four for Siakam. I'm like, would you really want to trade pick four to Siakam? Yeah, for Siakam, yeah, like, like that's like, like Siakam's a fine player. Don't get me wrong, he's an OMB twenty nine next season, too. In my opinion, this season, but like yeah. pick what? four,
0: Siakam's not winning you a championship yeah. by the by the time he his contract ends in your city. So I don't know why you would trade pick four when you when you could just draft I'd I'd rather draft Jaden Ivy than, than trade that pick for Siakam.
1: Yeah.
0: But knowing that the fact that they traded Halliburton for Sabonis, R shocked that they do something like that.
2: Yeah, they, they're in a they're in a clear like trade down situation. Yeah.
0: And who was the King's GM again?
2: Was uh, it Monty McNair? Yeah, I think it's Monty McNair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that uh,
0: they kind of to be honest, they kinda set themselves up like trading Halliburton. So they're kind of in this in-between place where they kind of now forced to kind of compete. Let's be real here. Um, yeah. They're not in the rebuild they were. Like, if they saw Halliburton, you could argue, okay, no problem. They could just pick and, and continue. They could just compete. pick
2: best player available, right. and then you figure everything out later. But you make that trade for Sabonis, like, you're clearly trying to, like, at least be yeah. a play-in team.
0: And I'm sure ownership had a role in, in pushing Monty McNair to do that. I don't think it was just a Monty McNair thing um i remember when him he there's other finalists with him and then like the other finalists just dropped out like they just didn't want the job anymore and that shows to me there's probably some issues with ownership here so okay. i don't really think it's a monty mcnair just thing like he's just decided i think ownership is like and to be fair to ownership obviously like this team hasn't made the playoffs in 16 years you're not getting much ticket sales you need something here pretty quickly so yeah
2: they, they need they need to do something quickly before they're like forced to like sell the team or something
0: Right, so they they need they I I don't mind them trading pick four, but not for Siakam. You got to aim higher, maybe Damian Lillard or something like that. Obviously, yeah, he's not even available, not but you know what that? Yeah, like, but you got to go a bit higher than Siakam. Not, not, no, no, no. my opinion, Siakam, but,
2: in my opinion, the best option is just trying to trade down. Maybe get, get assets, somebody yeah. that fits fits better with your team that can help you win right away, whether that's through the draft or. Yeah, I, actually, not. Yeah, it's, it's got to be through the draft. They gotta they gotta trade down like somewhere in the lottery and then just, just just draft whoever is the best fit for them there's because there's no player available that would that would help them win right away
0: yeah exactly like not this off season at least not this off season um all right uh sacramento you they got their own problems with that pick and their future uh number five is another one of these teams that have been pretty bad the last two years but the pistons uh they're certainly on the uprise i mean Cade Cunningham, we already talked a lot about how how much we believe in him and how he becomes a superstar in this league. How about Sadiq Beys into the season, man? He had some really good
1: games uh, yeah, uh, yeah he yeah. Was it two 50-point games?
2: Yeah, he had a yeah. he had a 50-point game. He was he was he was hitting a lot of threes this season. I know that because I had him on my fantasy team. But uh yeah, Sadiq Bay was was really good this season. He showed that he's he's a he's a capable long-term uh small forward next to Cade. And uh, I think I think the Pistons should be happy, even though they dropped out of the top four. I think they should be happy that they uh maintained top in the five top five. Because yeah. I, I do feel like whoever they pick at five would be a good fit for them. Whether it's uh Shaden Sharp, there's Keegan Murray. Feel like they can kinda go guys, with
0: anyone here. They're not yeah, really they, like yeah.
2: they, they're they're not forced to really take anybody because they're still they're still in a rebuild. Like you don't gotta yeah. worry about fit. If I were them, I'd take best player available, and I believe at that spot it'll be a guard, whether it's Ivy, whether it's Sharp, yet to be seen. Ivy would
1: be perfect for them.
2: Yeah, Ivy, Ivy and Cade would be a dynamic duo. Yeah. The yeah based off the way Cade. the top
0: four shook out, they may have a genuine chance at that.
2: Yeah, like I if I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if I was a Pistons fan. I, I feel like their, there's st- their rebuild is going fine. If you add, you can add another top level talent in the draft, they'll be all right. They're also potentially going to trade Jeremy Grant, so they might get even more assets for the future. So,
1: Yeah, they have Martin Bagley now, right? Yeah, they have yeah, they Martin got Bagley. Bagley. I feel
0: like and he's he more like of a backup with
2: center, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. he looks solid with Kate when he was playing. Yeah,
2: with he, he did. He was like a, He's like a vertical vertical spacer for them as a lob threat.
0: Yeah. Um, this team, moving on to the next one, because Detroit, there really isn't too much to discuss here. They kind of continue along with their rebuild over there um a team that's pretty new to this a little bit indiana yeah and their ownership team despises tanking they despise having these kind of picks they love to compete but i mean the first time in a long time i can't remember the last time indiana's been bad enough to be top five six range but here they are pick number six and the um, last time they
2: had a lottery pick was miles turner
0: it's been quite some time and with, with pick six it's going to be interesting because they kind of already have their player of the future with Tyrese Halliburton here. Their guard, yeah. uh, his playmaking looked phenomenal when he was in an Indiana uniform. Um, when he wasn't really sharing because Brogdon was pretty much hurt, so he wasn't really sharing playmaking duties with anyone. Um, so pick six, where you go here? Do you bring in another guard, knowing you still know got Brogdon available? I don't think I don't
2: think Indiana a guard defense. will be. I don't think there's any guards that would be available at six. Yeah, I think I think I think Sharp will be gone by then.
0: Okay, I so think, I mean because they still got Miles Turner and they don't seem to want to trade him. They seem they kind of seem. Yeah, they seem to.
2: They it. seem to want him for uh, part of their rebuild, is what I've heard.
0: So you kind I of mean, kind of have to look at how to work because Miles Turner and Sabonis never was really working they out. They can
1: take uh if if he's available, they can take Keegan and then what's it called? Since T J Warren isn't really. Uh, yeah, T J
2: Warren is a free agent, I think.
0: Yeah, he's, he's he's actually he's unrestricted. He's not even restricted. So
2: yeah, I feel like they're in a spot where they could they could just take the best player available since they're transitioning into a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um for them at that spot I feel like it would come down to either Keegan Murray and AJ Griffin. I feel like uh right now at least, I feel like Keegan Murray is a better player. So yeah, the the, the Pacers shouldn't be mad at uh uh, getting getting just
0: pitches. take the highest talent here. I mean yeah, let's just,
2: just pick the best player available. You're in a rebuild, just figure everything else out later. Yeah. I and mean, you traded
0: yours. all star so for a reason.
2: Yeah, they also might be moving Brogdon soon.
0: Yeah, I see them That's moving Brogdon.
2: Yeah, even though even though he's got four years left, so it's kind of like
0: hard to not, move him. Yeah,
2: you might not get much.
0: Maybe an expiring and then a team that may—I know a lot of Timberwolves fans have been doing a D-lo yeah. Brogdon. So
2: I've, I've been seeing, uh, I've been seeing that. It's interesting to see that, and you probably wouldn't even have to give up like any draft capital to do it.
0: Yeah, no, I wouldn't want it anyways. Timberwolves fan, because like, if you don't want, D- if you hate D-lo that much, whatever. But I mean, he's literally on expiring. He just he's gone. This next year would be his last year, regardless. So, yeah, I wouldn't trade it for Brogdon, who barely plays and has what four, four years, years twenty plus million. Yeah, and That doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, so he's he's a fine player when he's healthy, but yeah, that's
2: that's just the issue with him. He's He's efficient,
0: a good defender, but again, you're only playing like fifty games per year, forty games per year. That like you value. Yeah, exactly. Um, another team here that's kind of new to this for quite some time. Um, Yep, and they kind of did themselves no favors with. Let's be real here; they had some abysmal trades. They got they pretty much lost a lot of their talent for nothing. Um because this lottery pick was their own anyway. It wasn't from um anything they received from the guys they traded.
2: They're lucky. Next, they're lucky that this pick was lottery protected.
0: They're yeah. so
2: lucky.
0: Yeah, because Dame is um Dame for now I'm just gonna go T stay in there. That's what it seems like. Yeah. So I doubt they'll be like this bad again, but and they have Simons and whatnot, but they kinda have to hit here because you're not gonna yeah, be I bad
1: to enough to get here here pick. I take it. Yeah. i take AJ Griffin if if he's available. Yeah.
2: AJ Griffin would be a very, very good fit uh, with Dame. He's a a very good shooter. Yeah.
1: On top. Good thing.
2: Yeah, he's a a really good shooter. He has some um, shot creation upside. And you have that next to uh, Simons. I know that team would probably be horrific on defense, but again, you kind of don't care. I mean, the Blazers have been horrible on defense for, like, how many years now? They haven't really tried to address it.
0: Yeah. Nurkic is going to be interesting, too, because he's unrestricted as well. So, I don't know what goes on there.
2: I feel like the Blazers either just had to take best player available here or just... I I don't know what players are available that they would, like, move this pick for and that they would, like, significantly improve.
1: Yeah.
2: As I
0: said... The Kings had a lot of pressure at four, but the team in the lottery I think has the most pressure to get this right is the Portland Trail Blazers because you kind of screwed yourself over with the trades you made. And yeah, some of the not, trades
2: they made yeah. were very bad.
0: And you're not bad enough with Damian Litter, healthy Damian Litter, who's a superstar in this game, to be this bad again. So yeah. You you they're literally gonna be <laughs> they're gonna be like how they used to be.
1: They're like gonna be six, like, like bro. Yeah. This is
0: so like, it, I, at this point, I really feel they gotta blow it up because it literally yeah. like I don't you're literally gonna be around, in the same
1: uh, position. Simons if they build Simons or they draft here.
0: Because trading Dame will get you a lot of good picks over in the future.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, like, uh, trading Dame would
2: get you like uh like a Harden type of package, probably less picks, but like around that range.
1: Right. So yeah, moving him now, is a that, what's it called, Dame? He at this point, bro, he's what thirty-one, about to be thirty-two. Yeah, and he wants fifty they, million they per year realize, now. Yeah, they need to realize that he he's not going to be their future anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, you kind of wasted his prime anyway, so. yeah it's. it's, mean, it's if on. they,
2: if they, if they ever wanted to trade him, this would be the perfect time, because yeah. if they extend him and then like two, three years in the future, they want to trade him. You probably lost yourself some assets due to the fact you'll be, what, like 33, 34, probably getting close to, like, either not being in his prime. Probably probably won't be, like, honestly, at age 34. Probably Mm -hmm. you get into that age where he's going to start, like, declining, and I don't know if teams will really want to take that on. This would be literally, like, the perfect time for them to trade him. Yep,
0: yep, and they can get the most assets, and a lot of teams need a guy like Dame right now. Yeah. Um, now number eight, this team uh, uh got this pick courtesy of the Lakers. Um, and this is the one team that can pick with high yeah, upside. I mean, I mean, they don't really yet, yeah, like yeah. the Pelicans. It doesn't like you just need to pick someone with high upside because as long as Zion is something they're making the playoffs regardless. Um, so... Yeah,
2: there's literally, like, no feasible way the Pelicans can, can pick anybody here and, and people say, oh, that was a bad pick. They can right. pick anybody, whether they believe is the best player available, whether they believe is a player with the highest potential.
0: I think they're gonna they take... they are probably I'd take, take maybe da- Jane. I think they'll take Osman Jane or something
2: like that. Like Johnny Davis would be an interesting pick because he has yeah. a... He, he's a very good perimeter defender. Um... He's a he's a he's a combo guard. Uh, he has some shot creation upside. I know his three, point, his 3 point shot is kind of bad, but I feel like some of that amazing. is due to um, yeah, he's a really good mid range shooter. Um, some of, some of his three point percentage being down, I feel like is him due to having like a heavy workload. Because this guy would have to drop like twenty a game and then have to guard like the best perimeter player. So I feel like that yeah. probably like took away from his offense. Also, he, he does take some bad shots at times but that'll probably improve yeah. with like coaching yeah. like, not having to like be like the main shot creator but yeah i feel like they could take Johnny davis here they could probably take dyson daniels if they if they wanted a guard they could probably take the Matherin. he's a really good uh player he's a he's probably like a three and d player he
0: could, he could play, trade it too hypothetically
2: it. like they didn't even oh, yeah, need they to could keep they, they could trade own. it if they really wanted to get crazy
0: yeah, because they they, they they like the nice thing about their core is not only are they, they well, design, they could probably be like a top five pick. I don't even want to overrate them, but they're also very young. So, it's like, this core outside of Jonas, this core will be together for quite some time. So, they really have no concerns either like, oh, we got to speed this up or we got to slow this down and blow it up. They're just at the perfect place where they could either move this pick for some extra good help uh, or they could just draft the tie upside and take their time bringing that player along. Kind of like, Actually, not Golden State level, but you know, you know, Golden State did obviously, but
2: yeah, Golden it's a bit different State when year, you have like I...
0: bottom of the first, like <laughs> with Golden State, like last year when they pick like Cominga, they pick raw guys, Cominga, Moody, and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, I, I I see the vision now. I didn't see it a year ago, but now I see what they were.
1: Yeah, everybody, I, I remember I was pretty. I was very I was skeptical so of the draft say... last year. Yeah,
0: they're high. They're kind of like go, going off two timelines, you know, the Warriors at the yeah. same time. So they're trying to keep that in perfect balance because with the emergence of pool all of a sudden turning into like the third splash brother, like what the hell anyway uh yeah. they they have like a future kind of going on pool uh Moody, Moody, Wiseman, who hasn't even played like the last two years pretty much um yeah. and then they got the older guys Draymond Curry clay Wiggins. I don't know what they'll do with him because he's uh, is if he pretty much his extension will be coming up soon, so
2: yeah. He's a
0: free agent after uh, 2023. Yeah, he's like, pretty. I think him and Cat signed the same summer. No, he signed one summer earlier than Cat, actually. So he's pretty yeah. much like they would have to re sign this summer or kind of work on what to do with them next. Um, But yeah, the, New Orleans, you're, you're in a great position. There's nothing for them to worry about. The next team here is where it gets interesting a little bit, too. San Antonio. Um, They I are like a this... the last two years, right? Yeah. Kind of I think okay, so. the year before they were underachieved, but this year they kind of overachieved even reaching that the 10th seed. Um, at the same time, you got to say that was idiotic as they got eliminated game one and they kind of hurt their chances of getting a top pick. But I mean, they got their star of the future, we know that much. Uh, Keldon Johnson has looked pretty nice, they got some young pieces over there, but I, I with the Spurs, also, you kind of want to. With their philosophy, you kind of want to hit with these picks. You don't want to mess up because... They're
2: never never in a position with Pop to... Because they don't tank. Exactly. So they're never in a position where they have, like, a top five pick when they can get someone with, like, superstar potential. They're, like, pick nine or ten where, like... Yeah, some of those guys probably end up being good. Probably, like, all-star level if you develop them right. But they're not going to be, like, the superstar level guys that you... That you need on a team if you want to like you know win a title, which is the goal at some point. Yeah.
0: It's a rarity, it's a rarity. Um, right. and with the Spurs, you kind of have to start hitting here because as you said, they're not they're never gonna tank. Um, so pick ten isn't some terrible It's actually a pretty solid pick, but yeah, you kind of have to nine. start hitting they have to, sorry, pick nine, pick ten is Washington, my bad. Um, but you have to hit, hit here with San Antonio and uh because now you have you I always say the one obviously it's a good thing but the one bad thing about when you have a proven star is the clock starts ticking pretty much right yeah. you know um the countdown for when they're gonna want to leave and start winning starts now and it starts with every team was a young star growing up uh, the clock starts ticking and pressures on you as an organization we got to start building around them and get it right because not every star is going to be loyal and wait 10-15 years before they decide to leave some will just leave after like eight years when they get their super max or whatever and they could <laughs> yeah. manage trade. So Spurs, your clock is ticking with Murray now. I obviously I don't want to be like the news outlets that's talking about where he's like, I'm just saying like you know what I mean. Like
2: Yeah.
0: I feel like sp- I
2: feel like the Spurs are in a situation where obviously, like you said, they're there to hit on this pick. But I would be curious to see if they try to like trade up.
0: Maybe without like the
2: Kings. Yeah.
0: That'll be what actually would pretty interesting.
2: Kings, yeah. yeah, would the
0: Kings want to drop to 10, though? Like, six whole spots down?
2: Uh, nine.
0: Oh, no, nah, I keep saying 10, my bad. Nine. Okay, that's yeah. not too bad.
2: Yeah, but. it's not that bad of a drop. But I also feel like there is some talent that would probably be available. Uh, Like I said, this draft class is very deep when it comes to centers. They probably could take one, knowing that Poto's a hurdle, my bad. Poto's a free agent in a, in a year, so he mm-hmm. might not, like be part of their future going forward yeah <laughs> they could take a big they probably could take one of the wing players somebody that I'm really uh intrigued by is uh Jeremy Soshan he's a nine uh forward he'll play small forward or power forward he's six nine. he's 230 he's a very good defender uh he has good shot mechanics but he wasn't particularly a good shooter in college but I think that's something that will come eventually yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, his his defensive potential really intrigues me. Yeah. So,
0: he, it's going to be interesting because they could either, as you said, the trade up aspect is very interesting, or they just got to start hitting on these picks because next year, I'd assume, uh, next year, low key, they may get a good pick because the West is healthy again. So it's not going to really.
2: Yeah, I feel like. Easier, but...
0: We'll see what where they go. Next team, again, this is um, another interesting team. We kind of discussed with the Blazers a little bit. Washington you're not gonna if you keep Bradley Bill and sign it to the Supermax you're definitely not gonna be bad enough to get probably pick 10 again uh because they got Przingis too so again you're in this position if you're Washington where if we're not trading Bill you kind of have to get this pick right and and get that steal of the draft almost uh that that can actually function around those guys helping but again if I'm Washington do we continue the Bill era knowing full well no championship is on the way
2: yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like with well, Washington, I don't know what their direction is because, obviously, Beals and Penny look direction
0: less with all due respect.
2: Yeah, I don't know what their, I don't know what their direction is because yeah. they Beals obviously a free agent. Now you have Porzingis on your team, you also have Kuzma, you also have Ruri Hachimura, you also have Denny Advia. They have KCP. so many players in so many positions. KCP, and they also have Kispert. They don't really have a natural point guard. If Beal left, they wouldn't have a natural like, like Kisper will probably yeah. be like their replacement. He's like, he's more of just like a shooter. Obviously, oh, really... yeah, yeah. So I, I really, I don't know what Washington can like <laughs> do with this peg Like, I'm gonna be honest, yeah. I don't, I don't know like if, who they take like will really like make that big of an impact in their first season. Yeah, because they're Cause kind of in trouble. No... Yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no guards that I think would be available by then that would make like logical sense on that team. I I don't know. Washington's in a very weird spot, honestly.
0: Yeah, like that. They're the most confusing team in this lottery um, because like they have like a fine mix of veterans with young guys, um, and then they have this whole like Bill conundrum hanging over their heads. Like, yeah, what do you, because trading for Porzingis kind of changes the dynamic. Of like okay, you you brought in Prezingus because Porzingis has well like two three years left on his deal. I think so. So he's there kind of like for the long run because I don't see much he's given up much to get Prezingus anyway. So it, the, is your hand kind of forced now to resign Bill and maybe Bill Porzingis can surprise people, but again, um, I don't. It, it as you said, I list. don't know what's going on. I it, but I, it's like being a f- seventh eighth and getting swept by Giannis or. Or or Miami or or Philadelphia,
2: or Brooklyn. Or Brooklyn.
0: Like there's no value in that. I mean, Washington has already done this the last like this bit, they've done the same since John Wall pretty much towards Achilles, they've been doing the same thing pretty much. And even when he was healthy, they were like first round or second round exits, like since 2017. It was like they yet haven't yet. been yet. Like since 2017, now the year Isaiah Thomas knocked him on the second round. They haven't made it to the second round um and they've brought in a lot of stars not like they were not trying i mean they brought in westbrook um yeah. so they've they've tried the whole let's continue bringing stars around bill that hasn't worked maybe it's just time to tear it apart and and take your time but we'll see what they do um as bill is a free agent so they must decide by July virtually um for washington
2: yeah we'll see what happens with them
0: all right pick 11 I know Knicks fans were kind of whining all over the internet. Um, we never move up, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, what do the Knicks do here at pick eleven? Because again, they're one of those interesting teams where they're,
2: yeah, they're in, in like a, a very weird situation. Yeah, yeah so they're Shens in kind of
0: like dream world.
1: You said so
2: available. I take him. Yeah, easily,
1: but then they'd have to get rid of uh, Julius.
2: They have to get rid of Randall, which I, I, I really I don't even I don't know if he's a tradable asset. Uh, who's gonna say like who's taking him? Let's let's be honest. Uh Mitchell Robinson is also an impending free agent. So I don't know. They could take a big here. Uh they could take a wing uh, player, Lander. but I don't know. Yeah, they could go with Dern. They could go with Mark Williams. Uh let's see. I don't know. The 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 Knicks are in another weird situation where they have they have some promising young players. But they also have some veterans that are on, like, big contracts that I don't think are very tradable. Like, I don't think Fournier yeah. is tradable until next Randall year. Randall definitely isn't. Randall is definitely not tradable for, like, at least another couple seasons. Uh, I mean,
0: it's crazy how the wheels went off. They were in, like, dreamland just not that long ago.
2: I really thought the Knicks were onto something a year ago. And they they no. fell off very quickly. Yeah, no. And then th- with they Thibs, also I have mean- Derek Rose. Thibs might not get fired either. So I, just,
1: I I still blame Thibs for the downfall of the Knicks.
2: I mean I just I just he, knew that when they hired developing. him. You're I knew that when they I knew guys. that when they hired him, I'm like, okay, this is probably not gonna go very well. Yeah.
0: Look at his track record. It's probably not smart to bring Thibs into a rebuilding team. Like if Thibs was hired by the Lakers, that would make more sense because they're they're old veterans that are trying to win. But when you ask a Thibs to rebuild a team and with young guys and stuff, that's just not gonna work out. It's just not he gonna work out. He yeah. doesn't play young guys.
2: And and I feel like whoever they take here, like that player might not even get that much playing time in their first season. Why? Because Pibbs's Pibbs' job is, is virtually on the line, so it's like he doesn't have time to try to develop players. He has to play the guys who he think gives him the best chance of winning like on a night-to-night basis. Crazy.
0: He gave he started giving Obi, Obi top in the chance, and he was phenomenal at the end of the year.
2: Yeah, he dropped 40 at the end of the season.
0: I mean, quickly he's looking nice. So they have intriguing young pieces. I, so I the think problem they is do your coaches aren't playing them enough. Pieces. Like your yeah. isn't trusting young guys. Like, why the hell did you trade for RJ Reddish if he's – I say RJ. Karen Reddish if he's barely playing.
2: Yeah, I, I like I like Cam Reddish as well. Like I thought that was somebody that the Rockets should have targeted at the, at the price that he was available for. But he was literally getting DMPs. Yeah, like he was getting DMPs. Uh, I like Quentin Grimes a lot, but he wasn't particularly playing a lot of minutes. Um, nope, he wasn't. Um, I mean, what they no, we'll going to pretty... do with with Kemba now. No, oh yeah, Kemba's another guy that they that they have on the roster that they they have to like try to trade.
0: He's definitely gone. I mean he had that one player of the week yeah. and things look good and then I don't know what happened after that.
2: Yeah. I don't I don't think he he's a bad player. But yeah, he doesn't he doesn't really fit in the system. I feel like on a team where he just like allowed to like run like the bench unit.
1: Yeah, like here's the first
2: type of role. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um well yeah, Knicks are gonna be interesting. Um I'm not gonna talk about Tolf because we already went over the OKC Thunder and
2: Yeah, the they should game. just go best player available. Yeah. okay. Depends Hornets... on what they do
0: big it doesn't matter whether you trade this pick or you
2: keep it you gotta go yeah. big i i it's literally i literally if mark williams is available and and they don't take him at 13 they are stupid like i'm saying that right now like they are genuinely idiotic if y'all saw his measurements that guy is 7 two he's 242 pounds he has like a nine percent body fat he has like a seven nine wingspan. Like his measurements are literally better than Rudy Gobert when he was like drafted. Yeah, like Rudy Gobert was under two hundred pounds when he was drafted. Yeah.
0: They gotta go big. I if they get lucky enough for Mark Williams to fall into their lap, they it, You know how you know it they do the whole dancing. clock running down. It should take five seconds. It should already picture be in. It shouldn't take yeah. much time.
2: They should they should take like thirty seconds, like calling him, like all right, we're gonna pick you here, blah That's blah it. blah, and then turning the pick.
0: That's it. You shouldn't even take that long. No, you, like, should,
2: you, shouldn't even, you shouldn't waste your time. Genuinely.
0: If if, if if they don't take him and he's available at 13, whether that's – they trade – the only excuse is they trade the pick away before draft night. All right, whatever. To get another big. But if they still got that pick, I don't care if you're trading down to get more assets. You better take him at 13 if he's there because he, Cody's well, they don't have Cody's there anymore. But either way, like Plumley isn't going to work out at the five, like is not going to
2: work out. No, not. PJ Washington isn't, he's a very good defender, by the way, and I would keep him on that team. I don't know why there's even like talks of him potentially being traded. He's by far their best defender. Um, if even Do they play Miles Bridges, I think Miles Bridges. If, if there if there was truth to the rumors that he's going to get, like, what was what was it? Like, almost like 30-something million a year, like yes. 35 million a virtually year. Virtually the max, yeah. Virtually the max? I would not do that. I would not pay him that. I'm, I'm just being honest.
0: Yeah, no, if I'm the Hornets, I wouldn't do that either.
2: I would not pay Miles Bridges 35 million a year. I don't care how you sum it up. I don't care how you dice it sign up. I'm not paying him that much. Yep. Yeah, you do not a sign-and-trade. Sign um, maybe but package even,
0: him even, for a and Package stuff for eight and two too, maybe.
2: Oh yeah, that would that would be that would be pretty crazy. But even then, like, like I have no interest in having him on my team if he wants thirty five million a year. I'm I'm just being honest. Like, with the way that defense is shaping up, like I I, I could not tie myself into that. But yeah, uh, they they should probably pick Mark Williams, uh, if he's available, or even Durant. I don't I don't care which center is available at thirteen. Allegedly I don't. They've taken Dyson. Oh, that, oh, that, that would that uh, would be pretty nice for them. That is I'm a bad bet.
0: At the same time, again, you can have the same problems you did last year.
2: Yeah. So
0: they they need a big winner. It does, They don't. If they could trade for him, they don't like sign Mo Bamba even. Like that's an option. Yeah,
2: yeah, I'd I'd look to try to sign Mo Bamba. I'd look to try to trade for perto who's also a very fine defender for a center. Uh yeah, Bobo. They're okay. not signing Bobo. I don't think Bobo is gonna fix their. <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> he needs to yeah. get a little
1: bit more
0: weight to to. They just
2: scenario. they gotta they gotta build that team with more with more of an emphasis on defense. I feel like they have enough scoring, even though actually they might not have enough scoring. But Lamelo Lamelo should develop because his finishing was really bad this year, yeah, and he doesn't get to the free throw line enough. But I feel like he he'll be fine. I feel like he'll he'll develop into yeah, a better enough yeah. score. You obviously have Miles Bridges who had a breakout season. Uh, I feel like you do have uh, enough scoring for now, but the defense is just like it's it's not playable. Like yeah. they were playing Miles Bridges at like center virtually against the Hawks. Yeah,
0: like you can't do that, and they got blown out that game. So they they need to figure it out. And they need to figure it out quickly, and
2: yeah. And I like how the, I like how that they also have pick fifteen. That that's that's very good for them. They 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 yeah. should have both of those picks should be high emphasis on defense. Yep.
0: Yep. Um, and then sandwiched in between is a team that. If it was not for injuries, likely we we'll would not even be in that position. Yeah. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers, which then I think their pick is – if they keep the pick now, because there's always a chance that they they believe that, okay, we're like a top three seed healthy. We can contend compete if we trade this pick for a proven player. But nonetheless, if they keep that pick right, I think they have to get a wing player. I, I just feel like yeah, that's the I, biggest
2: I would, uh, if I would – if I was the Cavs you're at 14 – if Usman Dieng is there I'd look into that if oh if, yeah. oh, if Ochai Agbai is there I'd definitely look into that uh he's just, he was uh he was a senior at Kansas last year he was their leading scorer averaged 19 a game very good shooter very good defender I'd like him a lot off the bench next to Lavert I feel like those would be two guys that would give you uh instant scoring off the bench he'd give you some defense like I said some three-point shooting. And he's NBA ready, so the the transition should be seamless. And for the Cavs, who like like you said, they were uh they were third in the East before all those injuries happened. Yeah. Uh, they'd probably they'd probably like that idea. Usman Dieng, he has a lot of defensive potential. He's a very good shooter. He has playmaking potential. He he could potentially even end up being a point guard.
0: Self creation, ability. Yeah, I six ten, so it's not like he would be some. He'd be he'd be guard.
2: extremely switchable on defense, and I that that is that would be a scary sight if you had um, Jared Allen Mobley, if Dieng develops on defense, or just if he just develops in general, then you have Dieng as well. You have Garland, and then I don't really know who that long term shooting guard is. I don't particularly. Think it's, it could be Sexton. If they don't trade him, obviously, I,
0: I think if they don't trade him this summer, that probably is a sign to want him around. Um, yeah. So I mean they got Levert as their sixth man. Uh, yeah,
2: I don't think I don't think LeVert can be their starting shooting guard going forward because in those playoff in this in those play games, that was like embarrassing. That didn't
0: work out. Yeah. Because I, at least for now, assuming Cossacks is not traded. I know at least four players who are locked in the starting lineup would be Garland, Sexton, Mobley, and Allen. So they need that wing player right there that they could slot in, whether that's in a trade situation. Or, you know, I, I really don't know what wing is even available in the market that's actually – that can start for them for you that know, pick.
2: You know what? You know what? I would like the Cavs to do. Right. Uh, I would like them – I like, I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I, w- I would be intrigued if, there was, if they were able to get somebody like a Bradley Beal. I'd be very oh, intrigued.
0: And he is available, and they do got a lottery pick.
2: I'd be very intrigued. That's That's all I'm saying.
0: All right. I mean, they are. They have the. They have the pieces to make a splash, to say the least.
2: Yeah, they have the salaries as well to match.
0: They bring back LeBron. I know there's a lot of talk about that. I don't know.
2: I don't. Know. I, 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 I don't. I don't particularly think that's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. No.
0: I. I. Yeah. No. I, I, I'd, I'd assume if LeBron leaves, it would probably go back to Cleveland, though.
2: I think. Yeah. That's true. was to leave. Yeah. yeah. It probably would be. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what the Cavs do. Can't, they can't possibly mess up this pick. All you got to do is take best player available, probably be yeah. a wing. You could also take Tari Eason, and that would be that would be another guy he's that would nice. be scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a, nice. He's basically, the way I would think of him is like P.J. Tucker with like a little bit of shot creation.
0: Yeah. And they could trade down always and get more assets too. No, yeah, they can also really. trade
2: down. They're lucky they, this pick was lottery protected because if not, Indiana would be like smiling right now. They'd have pick six, 14, At 14. And, And they have pick 31 at the top of the second round.
0: Right. That would be pretty solid. But um, that is the lottery teams. That was how the balls turned out. Uh, Ping pong balls turned out. Um, I appreciate y'all coming on um, and discussing the lottery. Obviously, the draft is way after the final. end. so all we have left to talk about is these conference finals that have been going on that. Outside of the Dallas anyway in in Warriors game two, all the other games were pretty much blowouts. there was uh, not much competition there um, and we'll we'll reconvene and discuss the NBA Finals as well. So I appreciate y'all coming on.
2: Sure. Um.